Hey, and welcome back to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter, and this is our Sunday success series where we tap into the stories of entrepreneurs who have gone before us who didn't start their success journey until over the age of 50. Because these stories are here to remind us that it's not too late for us to find our path. It's not too late to, for us to, to succeed no matter what age we are. And today we are going to dive into a story about someone I'm pretty sure you're familiar with. And you've probably ate at the restaurant before at some point in your life. And that is Colonel Sanders of KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Actually, just thinking about it makes my mouth water. It's been a long time since I've ate at KFC. But anyway, his story is one of not just starting at the age of 65 before he finally found his thing, but also a perseverance. So let's dive into this Sunday success series. So in 1952, he was born at, I'm sorry, in 1952 at the age of 65, when most people are looking at slowing down and retiring, Harlan David Sanders began Kentucky Fried Chicken. The Colonel is one of the pioneers of modern franchising, and as I've already shared, a role model in perseverance. So Harlan Sanders was born on a farm in Indiana in 1890. He grew up poor and needed to become self-sufficient at an early age. Following his father's death, when Harlan was only six years old, his mother's work kept her away from home for extended periods, periods, and young Harlan needed to learn to cook and care for his siblings. By the time he turned 10, he took a job as a farmhand, and during his life before KFC, he held several positions. Check all this out. These included painting horse carriages, being a streetcar conductor, selling insurance, working as a railroad fireman, a blacksmith's helper. He cleaned ash bins on trains, operated a ferry boat on the Ohio River, sewed automobile tires, and even became a midwife delivering babies. He also managed a gasoline service station and was the secretary at the Columbus, Indiana Chamber of Commerce. Talk about a list of to put on your resume, right? <laughs> Ultimately, Colonel Sanders obtained his law degree by taking correspondence courses from LaSalle Extension University and began a short three-year legal career that ended after he got into a fist fight with one of his clients. And if you look into his history, he obviously had some anger issues because <laughs> there's a couple of stories of him getting into fights, one major one with a competitor later in life. So 1930, we fast forward to 1930, Sanders became a franchisee of the Shell Oil Company and times were hard and money was tight during the Depression. So to improve his sales, he began to sell chicken dishes, steak, ham, and other comfort foods to his customers. His original restaurant was a kitchen table he placed in front of the service station, and eventually he opened up Sanders Cafe. That was his first true restaurant across, from the, across the street from the service station. Because he felt it too long to cook, his original restaurant did not start out serving fried chicken. 
That did not come until later when he developed his secret recipe of a love and herbs and spices and began to cook his chicken in a pressure cooker he invented to speed up the frying process. Apparently, that was a really dangerous cooking process as the pressure cookers were known to frequently explode. So Sanders successfully operated a motel with an attached 140-seat restaurant in Asheville, North Carolina during the 1940s. He definitely was a, a born entrepreneur, wasn't he? But during the World War II, but during World War II, World War II with gas rationing, the motel and restaurant began to fail. It was then that the restaurant that he perfected did his secret recipe and this construction of his pressure fryer that obviously stopped exploding. <laughs> the Sanders Court and Cafe was popular with travels along on their way to Florida through the town of Kerbin, Kentucky. But when Interstate 75 was built in the 1950s, bypassing the town, Sanders was forced to retire and sell the restaurant. In 19. 19- 52, he found himself broke and living on $105 a month Social Security benefits checks. And this was when Colonel Sanders embarked on his last career. At 65 years young, Sanders began traveling across the country, cooking along the way, determined to franchise his fried chicken. He started traveling by car to different restaurants and cooked his fried chicken on the spot for the restaurant owners. Legend has it that Colonel Sanders heard 1,009, yes, 1,009 no's before he finally got his first yes. Let me just say that again. He was turned down 1,009 times before his chicken was accepted by his first franchisee customer, which happened to be a friend, Pete Harmon, who operated one of the largest restaurants in Salt Lake City. Persuading Harmon to begin selling his recipe chicken in his Do Drop In restaurant was a success, increasing the sales there by 75%. Soon, several more restaurants owners signed franchise agreements with Sanders for the princely franchise fee of four cents per chicken. Can you even imagine? (laughs) Fast forward to 1964. There were over 600 franchised Kentucky Fried Chicken locations in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, England, and Jamaica. At the age of 73, Harlan sold most of Kentucky Fried Chicken to John Y. Brown and Jack Macy for $2 million. He retained the locations in Canada for himself and excluding England, Florida, and Utah, Montana, because they were already sold to others. Just a side note, since then, the franchise has been sold to other owners. While still a brand ambassador for KFC, he and his wife, Claudia, opened the Colonel's Ladies' Dinner House restaurant in Shelby, Kentucky in 1968. Later, after a legal battle with the now owner of KFC, he had to change the name to Claudia Sanders Dinner House. The restaurant was the only non-Kentucky fried chicken restaurant to serve a true version of Sanders' original recipe. That restaurant was sold in 1970s. 
So what a life, what a career. And again, he didn't find his niche until 19, till he was 65 years old. So the key takeaways of this Sunday's success story is, one, be willing to try things to find your niche. It may take a while before you hit upon what you're really supposed to be doing. Hopefully not 65 years old, unless you're 64, then that's okay. <laughs> Number two, never give up. A thousand of wine knows. Would we have persevered that, that long? I don't know if I would have. But he definitely knew failure is part of the process. Number three, you're never too old to try something new. He kept trying so many things before he really found his passion. So I hope this story inspires you, gives you hope, and makes you think, what can you start doing today to live out your calling? Also, I do want to mention that for our Sunday success series, if you have a story that you would love to have me share online on the podcast, let me know. Reach out to me via email or hit me up in the DMs in my Instagram or Facebook account. And Or if you know of someone who should be featured on our Sunday success story, it's just anybody over the age of 50 that finally found their calling and is having huge success. It could be somebody famous. It just might be somebody famous to you. (laughs) All right, my friends, have a great day and just go out and make it a, find your thing. You know, as I always say, my motto is life is short. Enjoy the journey.